Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Today is the last Sunday after the Epiphany, meaning that next Sunday is the first Sunday in Lent. This Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, which begins our journey through this introspective season we call Lent, a time where we make special efforts and take more time to draw closer to Christ through prayer and fasting, reading scripture and worship, a season where some of us are praying and hoping for mountaintop experiences, like the ones we heard about in Exodus with Moses and in Matthew with the story of the transfiguration. Some of us will also continue to have experiences in the valley, suffering through tough times, helping us identify with the sufferings of Christ and endearing us to the season of Lent. Lent is a season where we take a look at ourselves and ask God to show us the impurities in our heart and in our life. It's a time when we give something up to make time with the Lord or to identify with the sufferings in Christ's earthly life. Lent is a season when we take time to look and listen, read and digest the Holy Scriptures more than we normally do. And as we look at the Holy Scriptures today, our readings, we find transformative experiences, events that change the lives of people. In Exodus, we heard the story of Moses who obeyed God's call to climb up a mountain and wait for God there. And it was on top of the mountain that he received the law of God. And it was such a transforming experience in the presence of God that when Moses came down from the mountain, his face shone as bright as the sun and they couldn't even look at him. In the Gospel of Matthew, we heard the story of Jesus being transfigured also up on a high mountain. St. Matthew wrote, there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And suddenly Moses and Elijah showed up, and then God's voice said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And this was a transforming experience for Peter, James, and John. You see, the, the theme for today is this. Jesus wants to transform you. It's no wonder that the transfiguration always comes on the Sunday right before Lent. This theme was in our opening prayer, our collect this morning as we prayed. Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. To be changed into his likeness, as St. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians that we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And also, in the book of Romans, where St. Paul wrote, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants us to be transformed into his likeness, into what he is calling us into, The more like him we become, the more we become as we were created to be. It is not that we just know about God's grace 
Okay, I understand that. But we are transformed by God's grace. It's not that we just understand God's love. It is that we are transformed by God's love. It's not just comprehending the Holy Spirit, but allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us, to heal us, to make us whole. A famous seminary professor tells a story about a young minister who newly graduated from seminary serving at his first church. He gets a call telling him that a church member, an elderly woman, is in the hospital. She's so weak she can't even get up out of the bed, and the doctors don't hold much hope for her recovery. So he hurries up and goes to visit her at the hospital. And all the way to the hospital, he's thinking about what he will say to this Christian lady, this dear parishioner. What words of comfort he can give to her to prepare her for her imminent death. And he, uh, he arrives at the hospital and makes his way up to her room and he sits down and, and, they, and they talk together for a few moments, just small talk, nothing life-changing, earth-shattering. And when he stands to leave, he asks if she would like him to have prayer with her. And she answers, yes, of course. That's why I wanted you to come. <laughs> he then asks politely, and what exactly would you like me to pray for? Why, I want you to pray that God will heal me, she answers in a surprised tone of voice. So he begins to pray, stumbling over his words, just trying to get a little hope and comfort to her. He prays just as she wanted, that God will heal her. And finally, he concludes with, amen. And the woman says, you know, I think it worked. I think I'm healed. And she gets out of the bed and begins to run up and down the hallway of the hospital shouting, praise God, I'm healed. Praise God, I'm healed. Meanwhile, the young minister in a stupor stumbles to the stairwell, walks down five flights of stairs, makes his way to the parking lot, and somehow manages to find his car. As he fumbles to get his keys out of his pocket, he looks heavenward, and he begins to cry, realizing that it's always about Jesus more than it is anything else. You see, he had a mountaintop moment, but he didn't know what to do with it. Sometimes God works in the most mysterious ways. God wants to transform our lives despite our weaknesses, our lack of faith, our struggles. He wants to heal us to make us whole, to give us hope. In the 14th century, Julian of Norwich was transformed by the glory of God. She was a, a Christian mystic, one of the most famous ever from England. She was Roman Catholic and wanted a deeper understanding of the love of Christ. She wanted a better understanding specifically of Christ's passion. She wanted to suffer so that she would experience God's grace through the suffering to know Christ Jesus as he suffered. And she wanted a deeper, steadfast longing toward God, whatever it took to get there. Well, in her prayer and chasing after God, Julian became deathly ill. Everyone around her was worried for her life, and she began to believe that she would, she would die. She received the last rites. But then something wonderful happened. We would call it a near-death experience. You see, at the crisis of her sickness, she received these revelations from God. 
And she reports that heavens, the heavens open to her. She beholds Christ in his glory. She sees the meaning and power of his sufferings in those moments, in those revelations. And in one of those revelations, Julian receives a comforting answer to a question that has long troubled her. And she wrote these words. She said, in my folly, before this time, I often wondered why, by the great foreseen wisdom of God, the onset of sin was not prevented. Why do we have sin? For then I thought all should have been well. This impulse of thought was much to be avoided, but nevertheless I mourned and sorrowed because of it, without reason and discretion. Why is there sin? And she goes on to write, But Jesus, who in this vision informed me of all that is needed by me, answered with these words and said, It was necessary that there should be sin, but... All shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. In this, she recognizes the compassion she had prayed for. She is impressed with her need to be joyful in all circumstances, however adverse, for no particular reason except this, that all things will ultimately be put right by Christ. The following night, Julian received her final vision, and in it, Satan and his hosts assail her. But God gives her grace, and she fixes her eyes on the crucified Christ and trusts that because of his suffering and victory over sin, he can protect her, and he delivers her from the demonic jeers and mutterings. She would recover shortly thereafter to live another 33 years. And soon after her recovery, Julian records her revelations, she writes them down, and after the invention of the printing press will be published in many editions. Julian of Norwich wrote the earliest surviving book in the English language to be written by a woman, Revelations of Divine Love, still read today. She was transformed by God. You know, today we can battle so much in our own lives. The pressure in our culture to conform, the fear in our politics and nation, the isolation and loneliness of society, the sicknesses and diseases, the confusion and frustration over things in our life and in our families. There are a lot of things we just don't understand. Yet despite all of these, Jesus is transforming you he is changing you as saint paul said in philippians being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of christ jesus god will complete the work keep pressing in keep moving forward don't give up on that prayer that you pray every day. Even if it's only a prayer between you and God. Don't give up on that healing that you've been waiting for. Just as in the words of Julian of Norwich, all shall be well. And all shall be well. 
and all manner of thing shall be well. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.